you're listening to the Growth Over Fear podcast, where we help you overcome your fears, lean into growth, and learn tangible skills to live a more fulfilled, healthy life. I'm your host, Sarah Martin, personal trainer and online fitness coach. If you're wanting to gain confidence in who you are, let go of your fears, and feel proud and energized to live a life you love, then this show is for you. Now, let's get started. Hello, hello. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, everyone. And we're going to start this episode off with a positive quote. And that is, don't wait until you've reached your goal to be proud of yourself. Be proud of every step you take toward reaching that goal. So whatever goal you're achieving right now or trying to achieve, Take time to be proud of the journey and the process that it that you're going through right now to get you to reaching that goal. Honestly, I find that is the most enjoyable part is the journey because that's where you put in the hard work and have the discipline to keep working toward that goal even during those tough times. So be proud of yourself with whatever goal you're going through right now. This episode, we're going to go over five tips for sleep and being successful with a good sleep routine. And before I start, if you have not heard of Matthew Walker, he is a neuroscientist and one of the world's leading sleep experts that I would definitely recommend looking up so that you can learn more about sleep if you want to. So this is all from his research and he also has a book called Why We Sleep. I will post all of that in the resources and the show notes below. And before we jump in, I just want to say sleep is literally a, if it was a drug, it would be banned. Like I always tell people that I'm like, it, it would be a banned drug because it is so important to our overall health. We oftentimes overlook this when it comes to, in our society, like we normalize working extended hours with, you know, partying late at night and then getting up early, the hustle and grind and don't sleep, you know, (laughs) and like oftentimes people will be like, I sleep five hours a night and I'm still grinding and I'm great. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. Because oftentimes what's happening internally, we cannot see and don't, you might not notice these feelings that you have when you're sleep deprived. So if sleep was a tablet, all doctors would prescribe it. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of why this is so important. But I often always preference as well is think of being drunk or buzzed, right? You had a few drinks and you feel like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm totally sober, guys. Like, I, I'm totally fine. Literally, that was me in college. I'm totally fine, guys. I can have another drink. That's like being sleep deprived. Like, you don't realize sometimes when you're drunk, same thing as sleep deprived. Like, you don't realize it. It's the same type of kind of concept to think about. And research has shown that it's far from being just a state of rest, but it's also when a whole host of metabolic processes are undertaken when we sleep. So it is recommended that adults, we should sleep for eight hours a night. I'm sure we all know that. And during sleep, we cycle through 
rapid eye movement sleep. So that's our REM sleep. That's associated with dreaming phase of sleep. And non-REM sleep consists of four different stages and is and this is the phase in which all of like these restorative process are taking place. So it's really important that you get in all those stages of sleep. But it's shown 50% of the population are sleep deprived with over 30% surviving on six hours of sleep or less a night, which is crazy. We're the only species to purposely deprive ourselves of sleep with no good reason, which I think is hilarious. So that tells you right there, like animals, right? They sleep a bunch. We should be sleeping just as much eight hours. People subjected to less than seven hours of sleep show a measurable decline in cognitive and physical function. And worryingly, it appears that this deprivation affects almost every facet of our being, whether that's from physical performance to your immune system. We'll get into all of this, but mental health, cardiovascular health, obesity, diabetes, brain health, cancer, our learning, and our whole entire lifestyle is impacted. So... Let's dive in to the tips. So again, I just want to start by explaining what sleep provides our bodies for in terms of restorative properties. So it has been shown that a lack of sleep is linked to many negative health outcomes. So that can be from weakening your immune system, increasing your risk of Alzheimer's, cardiovascular health, stroke, heart failure, metabolic dysfunction, even conditions like anxiety and depression. So let's dive into the first tip I have for being successful with your sleep routine. And that is the simple task of getting outside. Specifically in the morning, shortly after you've gotten out of bed, preferably within that first hour upon waking, we know that your circadian rhythm is closely linked to light exposure. The earlier your light exposure outside in the morning, the earlier your clock is in check, meaning you'll have to begin, you'll begin to get tired earlier in the evening so that it's easier to be able to initiate sleep at bedtime. So really, really, really important to get outside. And I know I mentioned this as well. You can check out my morning routine, um, episode where I talk more about setting up your morning right but that's one of the things but because it impacts your sleep as well I think a great way if you do have like a deck or balcony is to like fill up your glass of water take it outside and just like breathe in the fresh air look up at the sky obviously not in the sun so that way you get that light exposure otherwise more a bigger benefit would actually be going on a walk I know it's starting at winter time now but bundle up and like get outside for like 10 minutes will make a big difference to right your not only cognition productivity but also your sleep tip number two is consistent consistency we want to keep the regular routine as much as we can so that means you know, going to bed and waking up at the same time consistently every day. I know we often think, oh, like, it's the weekend, I'll wait, you know, you'll 
stay up later and then wake up later. And basically, we can't really catch up to that routine. It, you'll like still be losing sleep. You can't really catch up with catch up with your sleep, <laughs> if that makes sense. Your body's on a rhythm, and we're creatures of habit. So we need to routine to maximize our sleep quality to get it in that get it in check. Um, I know it can be hard when it's yeah the weekend and you want to stay up later, but the best you can do is amazing. So start with a 30-minute window from your bedtime to the wake-up time. I think that's a great goal to set for yourself, like half an hour earlier, half an hour later when you wake up, something like that. Just start with some type of 30-minute window, wake-up bedtime routine. Tip number three is sleep hygiene. So this is looking at what is your bedtime routine before bed. It's about really making sure that you're down-regulating your system and body at night. So setting your body up for deep and restful sleep. And I bet you know what I'm going to say, what that entails. It really entails dimming your lights and avoiding screen exposure for one hour before bed. So yes, I'm talking about the blue lights. I'm talking about your phone, the TV. So trying to, and right, even if you're like, I always watch TV, like I'm not letting go of that. Then I recommend just turning off or dimming the lights in your house so that your body's getting ready to, you know, slowly go to bed rather than having all the lights on watching TV, something like that. Like start small with what this would work for in your routine. On your phones, you can actually like t turn the blue light to more, more warm tones. Um, if you're not familiar, you can definitely just do a Google search warm tones on my iPhone. Like how do I, you know, adjust your lighting on there? That's t what I do. I actually have it set up where like I just triple click my f my button on my phone and it'll dim the lights to warm tones so that way I can transition from, you know, when I put it on at night, I'll have it on in the morning and then I can, you know, triple click it and I'll go back to blue light. So really amazing if you're able to do that to your phone. I know everyone, you can kind of search and Google that. Or, um, yeah, shoot me a comment. I'd love to, like, help you with that of how you can do that. But super important that we're dimming our lights and getting our body more from that sympathetic state and more in the parasympathetic where we're more restful. I feel like oftentimes people may be working late and they get home, they still feel stressed out. And they don't feel like they're able to calm their minds. Their mind's racing, racing. It won't matter whether your room is dark or not, you're not going to sleep well, right? So I'm not saying just dim the lights and you'll be ready for sleep. It encompasses dimming the lights and also practicing some breath work to help you get into that more rest and relaxed mode. So that would be that focused and calm nasal breathing. So deep diaphragmic breathing through your nose can be a great way to help down-regulate and prepare the mind for sleep. So even just try that right now. Breathe through your nose. Inhale, exhale. Notice how like if you do that for a few times, you feel more calm and more chill. So that's a great tool to use before bed. One of my clients actually purchased a dim lighting 
feature on a lamp on Amazon and she purchased it because she was like, I don't really have a light I can dim. And, you know, she got that for herself for her nighttime routine. And she shared with me how it made such a big difference in her sleep, how well she slept that night. Honestly, it makes your room more cozy too, or your living room. But that is just something that I was like, this really does wonders to your sleep routine. As simple as that. Going off of sleep hygiene, we talked about nasal breathing and down regulation. Another great thing for sleep hygiene would be to incorporate some type of stretching, if you enjoy that, or some soft tissue work. So that would look like foam rolling or using, if you have a massage gun, a lacrosse ball, just kind of getting your body in a relaxed state. So you can combine the breathing with that stretching technique which would be wonderful. Another tip for sleep hygiene would be to cut off the caffeine. So typically a great recommendation would be cutting it off by noon, but I understand everyone handles their caffeine differently and you can kind of be the judge of you yourself individually, how that affects your sleep. If you feel like you can go later, then go ahead. But for pretty much everyone, I would say 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. is like the latest. So really try and avoid it midday if you can. And also the alcohol nightcaps. So yes, I'm talking about that glass of wine. Trying to limit your alcohol intake and try to separate that last drink from bedtime as much as possible is really, really important. Now we got tip number four, which is our sleep environment. So setting yourself up for success, the darker the room, the better. So if it's difficult to get your room physically darker, then you can look at, you know, those dark shades on your windows or getting an eye mask is also great. That can make all the difference. Cool temperatures, so getting your room set to 65 to 68 degrees, get cool and you'll sleep well. Our brain temperature needs to drop 2 to 3 degrees Fahrenheit to trigger sleep, so that's why you would want your sleep environment cool. A hot bath or like a shower before bed diverts the blood flow to your extremities to aid core temperature to drop, so that's another key item you can incorporate into your bedtime routine is hot bath or a shower. Also your mattress. Find a mattress that works for you. So you should not be waking up and feel like you've been beat up. (laughs) Consider maybe a firmer mattress if you don't feel like what you have is a good fit. So sometimes those softer beds aren't technically the best. Um, So think about getting a more firm mattress. Tip number five is sleep down regulation. Now, I know I've been kind of reiterating this throughout these tips, but it is so important to put yourself in that state of calm and relaxation before bed. I feel like with our hustle bustle grind all day with our work schedules and everything, it can be so hard to get into that sleep state, especially with our phones and like Netflix and just bombarded with emails and trying to work late and get things done 
it can be hard to incorporate this into your sleep schedule. So I'm just trying to emphasize how important it is to downregulate as best as you can. So that maybe look like adjusting your hours a little bit of when you answer your emails or giving yourself that boundary of my, you know, cutoff time on the TV is 9 p.m. You know, I think it's just keeping those promises to yourself, maybe sending a reminder on your phone, like you can, you know, hit, tell your phone to go off alarm when it's bedtime. And that is a great tool to have. So you have that reminder and it's just getting into that habit. So we want to think about that environment you get in when you get a massage, right? Generally, it's a dim lights. It's with tranquil music and comfortable temperature. Now that is the type of environment we want to get into. We want to set your environment up so that you have that down regulation. So the only thing we're missing is a massage, right? And that can look like what I mentioned before, soft tissue work that is not very deep where it has you feeling not very relaxed, (laughs) Like you may be really tight in your upper back. So maybe don't do very intense soft tissue work in that area. Maybe instead it's just some light move, you know, like stretching and, you know, putting your legs up on the wall, doing that deep breathing. Or you can also do a type of smashing of your hip flexors, like almost like in your psoas is very beneficial in terms of stimulating that rest and relaxed response. So that is also a great way to downregulate your system. Other tools like meditation or, you know, prayer or sleep aid apps, white noise, there's many apps out there now for sleep are amazing, can be helpful for those struggling to clear maybe your minds in preparation for sleep. Sometimes for myself, I know like if a room doesn't have a fan, I will, you know, put on some white noise and put on a timer so that it shuts off. That's also very helpful to have yourself get relaxed in a new environment. Maybe you're not at home to get you still getting good en- enough sleep. Now that we went over some quick tips to have your sleep be successful and have you getting good restful sleep, we're going to discuss what can happen if we don't get enough sleep? So how it affects your immune system. Studies show that getting less than seven hours of sleep, I'll repeat, less than seven hours of sleep. So there's many of us that may be getting six, six and a half. That's a more reason to strive for seven because anything less than seven hours of sleep is can leave us three times more likely to catch a common cold than when we get more than seven hours. So that right there, like it's so beneficial in terms of our immune function, especially during these cold months when colds, flu, all goes around, more of the reason to prioritize a sleep routine and getting the eight hours of sleep a night. Also, sleeping under six hours a night can affect our heart. It's heavily associated with increasing your blood pressure and further exposes us to higher likelihood of cardiovascular events. So there's a lot of factors in terms of what sleep deprivation can do for not only our immune system function, 
our heart health, but also our blood glucose and our weight, right? Sleep deprivation can have a huge impact on obesity and other diseases. Weight is a big one. So if you're someone that is trying to lose weight or manage your weight well, sleep really plays a big role. So yes, nutrition is pretty much everything, but sleep also is. So sleep helps us regulate two hormones, which triggers those two responses. So leptin is the feeling of fullness, tells your brain, hey, I don't need any more food. Ghrelin, which triggers hunger, give me more food. So research has shown that people who sleep for even like five, even six hours or less, experience a decrease in leptin and an increase in ghrelin. So that means your ghrelin levels are up, which triggers more hunger. So as a result, you may be consuming research shows between like 200 to 300 extra calories a day, which over time definitely adds up. So if you're doing that on the weekends, that's over like 600 extra calories you're eating when if you're getting, you know, six hours or less over the weekend, you tend to eat more. And you're more likely to crave those foods that are highly full of carbohydrates or like simple sugars, anything that's like the quick fix for energy because your body's looking for that because it's sleep deprived. So I'm sure you've realized this, like if you're even like being a night after drinking, right? You probably didn't sleep very well, number one, affected your sleep, and then also probably getting less sleep than you normally did get. And then that's when you crave those carb foods, like a donut or something that's like really greasy or like really carb heavy. And because that's why you have that increase in that ghrelin hormone. As you can see, 70% of the weight loss in people trying to diet while sleep deprived will come from lean muscle mass as opposed to fat because the body retains those fat cells as an energy source. So this appears to have a negative effect on the body's ability to respond to insulin, which leads to affecting your blood glucose levels. So if that doesn't tell you how important sleep is, I don't know what will, I'll post this full article in the show notes so that you can read it for yourself of all the research on how, you know, it can furthermore affect not only cancer, but also learning, which I find fascinating too. Like if you ever know, notice when you're sleep deprived, you are maybe a little bit more irritable, right? Like things affect you more. So if you want to be a kind and a nice person, getting more sleep will be a big help. Also, with in terms of like your attitude, but also in terms of problem solving and memory. When we get enough sleep the night before, we perform better on the test the next day because we remember things better. So as you can tell, sleep is very, very important, especially good quality sleep. And it appears, like I said before, we cannot make up for lack of sleep. We can't indeed catch up afterwards from like the weekend and try and like sleep for, you know, take a nap and then like take a nap the next day to try and catch up. That's not how it works. 
which is more of the reason to just take action now to prioritize getting in that routine of consistent eight hour sleep. If you can, I know schedule is going to vary and I will definitely do another episode on like if you're a shift worker or something like that, how to work. All these same tools will apply to be honest. Like you, it's just switching the times, right? Like you would still want to make sure you're dimming your lights. You have dark shades, cool room, down regulation, you're avoiding caffeine, even though you're working at shift, trying to avoid caffeine so you can sleep after your shift. So all the same tools and tips will help. Um, it's just, you know, it would look a little bit different in terms of your balance of life and everything. Um, but as you can tell, the benefits of sleep are endless and prioritizing your routine before bed will only be- help you feel more present help you be more productive, help your brain health, help you have better relationships, perform at a higher level, also benefit your workouts, your training in the gym, whatever lifestyle, fitness, whatever goals that may be, it's going to benefit it. And like I mentioned right away in the beginning, it is like a enhancing (laughs) performance enhancing drug. It honestly is the best thing that I think we overlook in terms of our health. So I hope you took some good tips away from this episode and can apply that to your bedtime routine. As always, feel free to share with a friend if they are struggling with their sleep and they need a little little <laughs> reminder of how important it is, send it on over to them. But I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. I'm sending you all the love and happiness and I'll see you soon. Adios.